Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and it's great to be back with you. I'm coming to you live from Aspire Health Clinic in Dickinson, North Dakota. I'm back in Dickinson. I drove to Mountain Standard Time this morning. Had a good drive. Uh, Michael Kidrowski is here. Good morning, Michael. Hey, How good morning, you? Monsignor. Thanks for making the trip down uh, over to Dickinson Back from to my old stomping grounds. Well, you know, this is the hometown of my mother and father. They were both born here. They grew up on the south side. And so, and dad, mom on the south side here okay. of Dickinson, uh, dad in the, the Dodge area. It's great to be back, and I was a priest here for many years at St. Wenceslas. I have one of my parishioners here. We're going to get to her a little later. We're at her place. There's a stoplight on 10th and Villard. On now. 10th and Villard. Oh, yes, a new yes. stop slot. Yes, yes, that's, uh, that will make traffic flow. You needed flow. that 10 years ago. <laughs> the, bo- the boom's over, but it's still, uh, that's new. Mm-hmm. What else is new here in Dickinson, North Dakota, Michael? We, uh, we have a, a great show ahead of us, and... Um, how, how did all of the banquets go? Oh, yes. The banquets were very successful this fall. We had six of the eight. We, we uh, had in the last three, uh, last week, we were in Bismarck Monday night, uh, Rapid City Tuesday night, and Aberdeen on Thursday night. We had a total of 1,160 guests. So, uh, you know, there were 1,200 people. We have 1,200 people that attended the banquets last week, and so we were just delighted with the with the attendance. We were delighted with the uh, response of of how they responded to our appeal, and so thank goodness, you know, Monsignor, we are 100% listener supported. So without those folks, without our listeners supporting us, uh, we simply would not be able to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Upper Midwest. Without the support of our listeners, many priests support you as well as many bishops. Yes. Including my first guest here, Bishop David Kagan. We're going to start with my boss, my bishop. Bishop Kagan, good morning. Good morning, Monsignor. <laughs> I never quite considered myself your boss, but... But you That's are. Okay. <laughs> but, you, yeah. but, you, but you definitely are. <laughs> In a phone call, Bishop, you change lives. Um I'm out here in in Dickinson. We're at the Aspire Health Clinic here, Bishop. RPR is mobile. We're on the we're on the road in in many ways of a of a missionary spirit, and it's great to have you uh, calling from Bismarck. And I, I I listened to your Faith Matters video uh, when it came out, Bishop, last Wednesday, the first of December, and this the the topic of your recent video. Is a topic we're going to explore a little bit today uh, to, to lead off our, our show. And it's how the daily readings through Advent prepare us for Christmas. Um, so as we go through Advent, um, tell us, and, and it was interesting how you, you, you spoke of it as a continuous retreat and the themes that alternate. And, you know, we often don't 
uh, realize that when we when we look at them closely, but when we look at them uh, from a, a distance, we kind of see them in a different way. So first mm-hmm. of all, uh, begin to tell us how, how how the readings of Advent are are unique and and above all important for us. Well, you know, it's by design the church uh, has. Uh, given us uh, specific readings uh, for the Advent season since we're beginning a new uh, year of grace and favor from the Lord. And uh, just to choose the Old Testament readings, for instance, uh, they're heavily weighted with the uh, the beautiful book of the prophet uh, Isaiah. And uh, in kind of the underlying theme uh, of Advent itself uh, is what the Church has for uh, many, many centuries uh, considered to be uh, the twofold, uh, if you will, theme of Advent, that what God has already done for us, but yet what He will do for us at a future time. And the Old Testament readings recapitulate really for us uh, those 4,000 years of waiting uh, by uh, the people for God to fulfill his promise, which he made uh, to our first parents, even after they had grievously sinned against him in disobedience uh, and had to be expelled from the uh, the Garden of Eden, that uh, God would not abandon uh, us. He would, in time and in his providence, send to us uh, that Savior, that Messiah. And so uh, the first readings are, again, kind of that recapitulation of salvation history, which are now, we're noticing, uh, bringing us closer and closer to uh, that change in the Advent season where we, our, our attention is focused uh, more specifically on the, uh, the incarnation of God as man uh, in the Annunciation and those other holy people of Advent besides our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph. Uh, we have Zechariah and Elizabeth. We, uh, John the Baptist himself, there was, we already have had references uh, to John the Baptist, even in today's Gospel. And so it's, it's kind of, uh, we're moving, uh, you know, in an abbreviated fashion through 4,000 years of uh, expectation and faithful waiting on the coming of the Savior, uh, and uh, we're getting uh, introduced again to those people who were so uh, intimately involved, if you will, uh, with uh, the birth uh, of Christ and uh, those persons who formed that that faithful remnant uh, representing all of us. Uh, as we uh, we ourselves should be preparing and waiting with great vigilance and expectancy uh, on uh, the advent of the Lord at Christmas. But the uh, the gospel readings 
uh, it kind of form a counterpoint, if you will, to those Old Testament readings uh, that are recapitulating salvation history. They are uh, showing to us uh, what the Savior, or who the Savior is, I should say, and what kind of a Savior is he? He did not meet the expectations of the people. They were looking for, we know, uh, a temporal kind of Savior, a prince, a king who would free them from the yoke of, of Roman captivity and all of that. Well, Jesus isn't that kind of Savior. He saves us from what truly enslaves us, and that's sin. And so we're getting kind of the uh, uh, a recapitulation of the already, uh, but we're also uh, ever so uh, gently being nudged to uh, look to what the Lord, uh, as he promised, is yet to do for us. And so uh, that, of course, is his uh, second coming to us uh, at the end of time. But uh, we are we are living uh, in the here and now, and, uh, and so remembering what's already been done for us, but also with faithful uh, and and vigilant hope, uh, awaiting his return to us, uh, we prepare ourselves uh, for uh, Christmas. Bishop Kagan is my guest as we begin our Real Presence Live, and my name is Monsignor Schumacher. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, Bishop, your your Faith Matters videos, I think, have been very uh, effective. And um, how long have you been doing your, your Faith Matters videos? Well, I think uh, we transitioned from the Dash Report uh, to Faith Matters, uh, Dash got old and uh, eventually sick and, and, and died. But uh, uh, I would say uh, I've been doing Faith Matters probably uh, for about the last oh, five years at least. And you tweet at Vescovo DDK, and you have um, a lot of followers on that a- a- as well. Twitter continues to be a-, a good means for you as well, Bishop. Yeah, uh, I used to do a daily uh, message, but uh, given you know the change in schedule and how things work out, uh, I've uh, I've gone to every doing. Uh, Something every Sunday uh, of the uh, of the church here, and uh, uh, that seems to you know work out pretty well. I get uh, quite a few comments uh, on a weekly basis about uh, what I've I I, you know, I want to do it on Monday or on Sunday of each uh, each week of the church here, and so um, yeah, that's been useful. And not everything that's on the Internet is necessarily <laughs> useful, but that's been useful. Again, Bishop Kagan's Twitter is at Vescovo, that's V-E-S-C-O-V-O, which is Italian for Bishop, Vescovo, uh, DDK. 
if, if you'd like to um, follow him and uh, keep keep tabs of his of his tweets, uh, Bishop. We're going to take a break shortly here, but uh, before we do, let's uh, let's dig into briefly again how the gospel readings you said are a counterpoint to the Old Testament readings, and and one of the things that we we often do. Um, is overlook the Old Testament readings. So uh, before our break, just kind of briefly set up uh, the, the importance again of, of the old, these Old Testament readings uh, in, in this Advent season. Well, they, uh, and again, they're primarily from uh, the prophet Isaiah, at least so far in the Advent season. But he was uh, perhaps the uh, the prophet of the future Messiah, uh, as they all were, but he gives a great deal of time and attention to uh, the, the promised Messiah and how the Messiah will change the course, not just of history, but the course of the lives of the chosen people. Now, as time went on... Uh, they began to interpret what Isaiah and some of the other prophets were saying in strictly temporal, earthly terms. And so they came to expect uh, more of a kind of a military liberation type of Messiah or Savior. And uh, again, the Gospels, uh, as... We listen uh, to the evangelist describe the public life of Jesus. He's far from that. He is the promised Messiah, but he's fulfilling uh, what Isaiah was uh, really saying about, you know, uh, filling in the valleys, leveling uh, the way of the Lord, and... uh, is saving the people, relieving them of their sufferings. And he certainly did that in the performing of his miracles, uh, but he, he he perfectly fulfills that, as we all believe and know, uh, in his own saving passion, death, and resurrection. And that was something uh, that, as time went on, the, uh, the chosen people... Uh, weren't weren't ex- expecting, so to speak. They were expecting real time, you know, physical liberation from the Romans, and uh, they could reestablish the uh, their own kingdom of David and and uh, all of that. But again, Jesus goes way beyond that uh, in fulfilling. Uh, what the prophets were actually saying about the coming uh, Messiah and Savior. My guest is Bishop David Kagan, the Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck, North Dakota, and you're listening to your Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live. Bishop, uh, we have our Old Testament reading coming up this Sunday from Zephaniah, which in the spirit of Gaudete, to rejoice begins, shout for joy. We're going to talk about Gaudete Sunday after the break. If you can hang on with us, Bishop Kagan. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. We're going to take a short break. I hope your day is starting out well as you listen to your RPR network. If not, I hope it gets better. Uh, Hang in there, and hopefully we can lighten the load with a great show we have ahead of us. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. We'll be back in just one moment. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. We're coming up on 19 minutes past the hour wherever you are. Today I'm in the mountain time zone. I'm at the Aspire Health Clinic in Dickinson, North Dakota for your Real Presence Live show. And Bishop David Kagan, my bishop, is my lead-off guest. Bishop, you're a, you're a Chicago White Sox fan. I've been in Comiskey Park, and uh, you're, my, you're my lead-off uh, batter. Um, and in, in in the White Sox, that would be that would be whom? Probably oh, it's Tim Anderson. Tim, is the leadoff. Tim Anderson is the leadoff. You're my leadoff, and you're a Bears fan, Bishop Kagan. Yes, I am. I I love to suffer. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I remember it was a, it was a the, the Ditka days, right? In the uh, oh yeah eighties. When did they win it last? William Refrigerator. Nineteen eighty five. The eighty five Bears. The eighty five Bears. Was ordained a priest only ten years when they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> It, it'll it'll happen again. Uh, maybe not this year. Uh, the 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 Vikings have the Bears twice before the end of the year. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, yeah. And and the Steelers are in Minneapolis tonight. I've always been a Steelers fan. 
Uh, so you got some Thursday night football. Bishop, let's get back to work a little bit. We're talking about the Advent readings and how they prepare us. This Sunday, we have what's called in the third Sunday of Advent, Gaudete Sunday, which means right. rejoice. This is where mm-hmm. the priests wear the, the rose vestments. Right. Um, rose is a lighter version of violet. You know, we, we, uh, the, the penitential violet is kind of mixed with the white of Christmas. And so it's, a, it's more of a time to rejoice. We're going to have at Corpus Christi some, some rose poinsettias in front of the altar. It's all very nice. Tell us why this, not, not just the pattern of readings, but, but the, the, the pattern of this particular Sunday coming up, Rejoice Sunday. Why, why is this so significant? Well, uh, it, the Gaudete is the Latin word for to rejoice or to find joy in, and it takes uh, it's named from uh, the opening of the entrance antiphon for the third Sunday of Advent Mass. And um, what we're going to see uh, with this coming Sunday is a distinct focus now, as I said earlier, on those holy people of Advent. Uh, and with each day, as we get closer and closer, uh, to Christmas, uh, our attention will be drawn certain, uh, certainly to our Blessed Mother and to St. Joseph, but also to St. Anne and St. Zechariah, the parents of St. John the Baptist, and he will begin to figure more prominently uh, in these uh, last uh, two weeks of Advent. All of it meant to... Uh, it, it, better our preparation uh, for the Feast of Christmas by focusing on uh, these holy people and how, uh, in uh, God's providence and and will, he draws them into the mystery of the Incarnation. They give us the example of uh, how we ourselves have been drawn into that same mystery of the Incarnation, uh, first when we were all baptized, but then as we grow up in our faith and continue uh, to receive the sacraments of uh, the Most Holy Eucharist, uh, the sacrament of penance, the sacrament of confirmation, for so many the sacrament of matrimony, for uh, some of us the sacrament of holy orders, we are being, uh, as uh, Mary and Joseph, uh, uh, Elizabeth and, and uh, Zechariah were drawn into the mystery of the Incarnation, and certainly John the Baptist, probably the finest example we have in, of an intentional disciple uh, uh, who fulfills his vocation uh, to the point of dying for uh, uh the sake of his vocation, to be the voice uh, crying out in the wilderness, uh, drawing our attention not to himself, but uh, to Christ. Uh, this is uh, what the Church is, is going to be uh, helping us concentrate our prayer and our meditation on in these uh, final uh, days of Advent. And perhaps more than any other 
liturgical season uh, in the church. It's it's truly a seamless movement from Advent to Christmas because of these next uh, two weeks of the Advent season. We're being, uh, so to speak, we're becoming the eyewitnesses to those people who were intimately involved, according to God's will, uh, in the incarnation of God as man and his birth in time, and how that changed them, certainly, but how it also changed the course of human history. Bishop, before we conclude, and Bishop Kagan is my guest, and we're talking about the themes of readings in Advent and how we prepare for Advent and our more intentional listening to the Word of God in this season leading up to Christmas. In your uh, Faith Matters video, you made reference to uh, these uh, series of readings and and in them the, the, the seasons of, you know, uh, Gaudete and, you know, as we move through it, as a continuous retreat whereby we can ask ourselves questions and an intentional listening to the Word of God will bring a reflection and examine to to our lives. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell us about what we should be asking ourselves in this continuous retreat and as we continue to to move towards Christmas. I I recall saying that and... and, uh... I think a a way to look at the entire season of Advent as this continuous retreat is if we take the psalm response for each day's Mass, read that response, and it's a a refrain that's repeated certainly uh, throughout the book of Psalms, but certainly through the Advent season of how we uh, joyfully proclaim uh, God's goodness to us and how this goodness is to transform each of us uh, as his grateful children and how we, having been so blessed by Almighty God, extend what we've been blessed with by him uh, in charity to others. And that's what I, I mean by both it's a continuous retreat, but this if we meditate on the psalm response from day to day, understanding that we really are praising and thanking God for not only what he has done for us, but what he continues to bless us with, that's an intentional listening to the Word of God, and that's how we internalize that Word of God uh, in our own lives so that uh, we share uh, the blessings God has given us uh, in, in the same way that God has given them to us, freely and without reservation. And that, too, uh, only uh, strengthens our preparation uh, for the birth of Christ at Christmas, if there's ever been a single act of uh, total, unconditional love and mercy for humanity, it's that, that God, uh, who does not even need us, but because he loves us with an infinite love, became one of us 
to save us from what we did to ourselves because we couldn't save ourselves. He had to do it, and he chose to do it uh, in this way. And, you know, that's that's the greatest blessing humanity uh, has and will ever receive. Bishop Kagan, thank you for being my guest. Uh, we got about a minute left, and I'm going to interview one of your brother bishops towards the end of the show, Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And we're going to oh, visit with him in part about today's feast of of uh, St. Juan Diego and and um, mm-hmm. the, the image of uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, which continues to intrigue me, and I continue to study that. Why, why is this so significant following our solemnity yesterday? Well, it, uh, I, it, it, to understand the, uh, the apparition of our Blessed Lady, uh, to St. Juan Diego at the point in, in history when she came uh, uh, to us in the Western Hemisphere says everything really about not only who she is, but uh, how much the Lord truly loves her and loves us for sharing his mother with us. And uh Frankly, we know the the story of that, but uh, the, the Catholic missionaries were making virtually no headway in preaching the gospel uh, until after she appears to St. Juan Diego. And within a, a very short period of time, thousands of people were converting uh, to the Church and uh, thoroughly devoted to Christ and to his mother as Our Lady of Guadalupe. And so it's, you know, uh, to celebrate Advent and Christmas, uh, we, we of necessity have to celebrate uh, certainly the birth of God as man, but celebrate as well uh, the selfless faith uh, of that young girl who turned her entire life and, and mind and heart and will over to God's will and and did it so beautifully. Bishop, um, thank you for your time. I, I want to first thank you for your presence at the RPR banquet in Bismarck on November 29th. I was honored to oh, yeah. see that with uh, Steve Ray. It was a highly successful evening. And your, um, your, your visible presence and support of RPR is very heartening to um, everyone involved. I thank you for that. And uh, let me finally say happy anniversary to you. On November 30th, you celebrated 10 years as as a bishop, 10 years as our bishop in the Diocese of Bismarck. So happy 10th anniversary. And uh, Bishop, we we wish you many more with us. Thanks very much. And um, we'll uh, visit with you again, Bishop Kagan. Thank you. He is always uh, available and always a a ready guest and a supporter of RPR, as so many are. And we're going to talk about, Michael, in a bit, uh, the uh, banquets and and how they panned out. I I do know from uh, being there that Bismarck was inspiring and then other ways people can give. This is your Real Presence radio network in the upper Midwest, Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. I'm coming to you from Dickinson, actually, the Aspire Health Clinic. We're going to talk about that in a little bit after the break. Uh, Please uh, wait for that. Live, engaging, and local. 
This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 